Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. friends and welcome to the happy hour jamie ivy podcast i'm your host jamie and today is our happy half hour edition which releases every other friday it's just an extra show to get you through the weekend on the friday shows i bring back a guest that's already been on that you loved already and i want to update on their world and then i ask them a little more specific questions whereas on the regular wednesday shows we just kind of dive in and have an hour-long conversation with each other and today i'm excited because kat armstrong is back with us hi kat hi I'm so happy that you're back. You were a guest on number 81. So if any of you are new listeners, you may not have heard episode number 81, but Kat and I think you should go back and listen to it. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, it was fun having you on the show, and I'm going to remind us of what we talked about in just a second. But first, I want to thank um, someone who's partnering to make this show happen, and that is author Stephanie Mae Wilson. Stephanie says this. She says, the truth is friendships can be found, but the best friendships are grown. Stephanie moved to a new city a couple years ago, and she started this idea of how she could get deeper friendships. She was struggling with this, and so she listed out questions that would help a group get to know each other. And then she did something that is so brave. is She invited friends over and said, hey, let's go through these questions. And that became a six-week small group guide that has helped form friendships all over the country. So if you're looking to connect with old friends or to go deeper with new friends, or just for the next study if you're a small group, Stephanie has something for you. And just for our happy hour listeners, you can download the first chapter for free. Go to stephaniemaywilson.com slash happy hour to get your copy. Okay, Kat, welcome to the show. So glad you're here. Um, Okay, I wanted to remind us what we talked about last time we were here. Um, We talked about both of us being pastor wives. And Mm -hmm. this is one of the revelations that happened to me in 2016. And it happened when you were on my show. Are you ready? I'm ready. I think you know what it was. It's when you told me what the word Pantone, am I saying it right? <laughs> yeah, Pantone color of the year. You mm-hmm. told you started talking about the Pantone color of the year. And I remember when I was listening to you, I was like, I have no idea what she's talking about. Like, I have no idea what she's talking about. And so I asked you and you explained it to me. Um, and just a couple of weeks ago, after the latest award show was on, the next morning, they were talking about the dresses and they said what this year's Pantone color was. And I felt like a new woman because I knew exactly (laughs) what they were talking about. Yes. A whole new world has opened up to you, Jamie. I love it. A whole new world. And you were so sweet that I got in the mail last year after our show, a mug, and it had the Pantone colors of the year on it. And I drink out of that. And I think of you every single time. So (laughs) I'm so glad. Thank you. Do you know the colors for this year? Um, I'm pretty sure it's greenery. I forget. Is that the right? right. You're right. I don't know the specific color, but I I remember it being green. Yeah. Well, good for you. Um, Well, Kat, also we talked about um, an organization that you had started recently last time that I want to hear more about. And so what's new in your world these days? Okay. Well, I've got a couple of new things. The first is that I'm selling my company, Baby Bowtie. Um, So I've been in process for that for a couple of weeks. Last time we talked, we talked about like the beginning, how I started and um, it has been, I mean, it's, a debt-free, profitable, like prime to explode company. I just have been all in with polished 
for years. And so it's time for me to give it up. Um, it's kind of bittersweet. Um, but yeah, we're, we're sifting through, we've had several offers for like equity trades and partnerships. And I, I've said no to everything so far. I'm just waiting for the right cash offer. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of new. That's exciting and scary and, but really exciting because we're giving up something to, this is what we learn all the time. We say no to things so we can say yes to more things. Um, and it's almost like you have to give up something that you created and you love because you really believe in what's ahead of you. Yeah, it's a little scary. Um, I feel like baby bow tie has been that something in my back pocket. I know I can go back to, I know I can make money with it. I know I had fun with it, but at the end of the day, I am so invested and polished and I don't want to be, um, distracted anymore. I want to really would be focused. Okay. So I'm sorry I interrupted because I'm excited about you telling us about polished because you talked about it last year, but some people haven't listened to that episode. And I want everyone to know about this ministry that you guys are doing here in Texas. So tell us about it. Yes. Okay. So I'm coming up on my nine year anniversary in May with Polish. Nine I years? Can't believe. Yeah. I did not know I that. Don't. I literally thought this was like three years old. Yeah. So it's it's been a long journey. Um, so that's probably because we have just seen a lot of momentum and growth in the last three years. So we moved from just having one chapter in Dallas. And essentially what Polished is, is we gather young professional women in their 20s and 30s, and we navigate their career and we explore faith together. And so we're reaching women, uh, professional women, and it's a really diverse group. So, I mean, sometimes they work part-time, full-time, from home, corporate, in everything Mm -hmm. in between. We've got stay-at-home moms that are just They know that they're going back into the workforce and they want to stay connected to the workplace somehow. And so it's really diverse, but we attract women who want to learn more about a relationship with Christ. So maybe they're not plugged into their church and they likely don't consider themselves a Christ Mm -hmm. follower, but they're interested in learning more. So we have monthly luncheons in four different cities right now. And we average about 100 women at every luncheon that we host in all four cities. And so we have shared the gospel with over 8,000 women the last nine that years. so crazy. Um, yeah, so that's polished. I feel like such a dork right now that I thought it was three years old. Well, you know, it's so funny. I, we get that all the time. And it's because all of our momentum started three years ago. And so I actually do some coaching on the side with women who are in nonprofit work or in startup company work. And that there is a season of building, you know, year three to five years is pretty typical for a company to break even and for a nonprofit to find its stride. Mm -hmm. And I think that was true of us. We really, it took us six years of just plowing and planting seeds before we saw um, things grow. I think a lot of people go into something expecting to see those seeds grow uh, within the first year. Um, And then they're let down. And then a lot of times they give up. Uh, but you're just showing us, and maybe it's because how long has it been in Austin? It's been in Austin two and a half years. Okay. That's exactly why I think that, because that's when I first heard of you guys is when you came to Austin. Uh, what cities are y'all in right now? Okay. So we're in Dallas, North Dallas, Fort Worth, Austin, and we're launching Houston in May. Oh, so fun. Yeah. Yeah. We've actually got 19 cities that want us to come. Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding at all. It gets so overwhelming. Oh my Um, gosh. In a good way. You know, I mean, every time we get an email that's like, when you come to my city, I am ready. We're ready for you. Yeah. So we're looking to launch three to four new chapters this year. We'll start with Houston. 
We're probably going to do a second one in North Austin because traffic is brutal there. Yeah, you're not lying. (laughs) (laughs) So we've got a lot of requests for that and probably a Southeast Dallas, San Antonio, Waco, college. I mean, there's so, but we'll start with Houston in May. Okay, that's awesome. And if people are listening, uh, they can go onto your website, which I'll put on my blog for you to go look at the show notes and you can find out how you can uh, request it to come to your city too. Now, it's super exciting because... Um, I'm a fan of you guys, and I've been to a couple of luncheons that you put on, and I just, I, I just love the the way that you guys are sharing the gospel with women. Um, but I'm super excited about something that you and I are doing together. Yeah, I know. So in like a couple of weeks, on February second, um, the Happy Hour is partnering up with Paula's here in Austin, and we're putting on an event. Oh, I'm so excited! I just saw the speaker lineup. So it's Jen Sprinkle and you, and then Hallie Grates, right? Yes. Oh. It's going to be so good. Hallie has is just become one of my dearest. She's our director for Polished Austin. And she, I mean, she's a fireball. What does she not do? Well, she's awesome. And I've just gotten to know her um, in the past couple of months even more. And I'm so excited to be on the stage with her and interview her. So it's going to be so much fun. And Jen Sprinkle has been on the show before. So people have heard her before as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be a really fun night. I love that we're doing it right before If Gathering. There'll be so many people in town already. Um, but so, yeah, it's the night right before if gathering. Yeah. So if you're coming into town, you don't have to live in Austin to come. Am I right, Kat? No, not at all. We've got That's people. I thought, yeah. Houston and yeah. Someone's comment on my Instagram and they're like, hey, I'm from Idaho. I'm coming into if can I come? I'm like, yes. Yes, 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 yes. We love so, people so. from Idaho. <laughs> come on in. Uh, so it's going to be a really fun night. It's from seven to nine and it's at a really cool location here in Austin. Um, I'm going to be there doing a live show. So it's super fun. Uh, tickets are still available. You can get tickets on the Polish Austin website, or you can go to my webpage too and just go click on the events tab. And there's tickets there as well for that. So I would love, love, love to see you guys and meet you guys. So um, come on out. Okay. And I know you have one more thing that's new in your life because I've been seeing on Instagram and I want to, I want to just tell you something real quick. Your new thing that you have going on is a real struggle for me right now. Cause I'm doing whole 30. <laughs> I just. I just, and, and I don't like, say, this is the first time I've said out loud that I'm doing Whole30. I don't like saying that because I've already cheated twice, but I don't care, but whatever. But every day I start over, but I've only really cheated twice. And then I'm like hardcore the other time. So I spent two weeks in Spain and ate more cheese and bread than my body could physically handle. And so that's why I'm doing Whole30. My body's screaming for me to like change it. So yeah. your new thing, every time I see on Instagram, I'm so happy for you. And I'm also so angry. <laughs> So you do you you, sister (laughs) people are no judgment here. Like uh, I feel like I've had a lot of paleos, a lot of whole 30 years, a lot of 28 day cleansers reach out to me and say, Hey, I'm going to start reading. I've heard the best things about this devotional series, but I'm going to wait. I need to wait till my 30 days is up. Okay. Okay. So tell us what it is. So everyone understands why it's funny. Yeah. So I launched a Bible study series on my, my website, on my blog called I Love Carbs. And someone the other day was asking me, why are you doing this? And I said, because I love carbs. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's very, me too. <laughs> very simple. Uh, yeah, no, it was crazy. About 14 months ago, I was really spiritually hangry. And my husband and I were joking one night before bed. He said, you spiritually, you are acting like you're hangry. You're just moody and irritable. Mm. And why are you frustrated with things? And I said, I'd 
I don't know, because I'm an awesome church. I'm in a great small group. It's I didn't have any of the normal complaints like I'm not being fit or I don't mm-hmm. have anything to read. Or No, it was fine. I just I wanted more of God. I just I don't know. I just wanted more of God. And I felt frustrated. Like, how can I get more of God if I've got all the right things and, you know, all the pastors tell you to do? I'm doing those things. And yet I still feel hungry for more of God's presence in my life. So almost as a joke, I thought I'd look up the word bread in the Bible (laughs) with the Bible concordance. And it turns out bread is in the Bible over 300 times. Mm. So I took a systematic approach and spent 14 months looking up every single time that word is mentioned in the Bible and just started studying um, bread. Yeah, because you were hungry for something deeper and that kind of correlated with the word bread in the Bible. And so what came of that? I think probably the overarching revelation is that God provides what we need Mm. when we are hungry, when we want more of him. He is the person that satisfies that need. And so it isn't going to necessarily be a small group or a 12 step program or a new book or new podcast or those are all going to help us. But at the end of the day, Jesus is our living bread. And I think it was just fascinating to see the presence of God from Genesis to Revelation and that so many times bread symbolizes his presence Mm -hmm. with us. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, for the for Old Testament Jewish people, the exodus was the defining moment in their lives. And most of the Old Testament, New Testament are all focused on that, the exodus. And then in the New Testament, we see Jesus is the final exodus from sin, right? He's the one who parts the seas of our lives um, and makes it right and rescues us from the slavery of sin. And what we see is that while the Israelites were wandering, God provided manna for 40 mm-hmm. years. Yeah. So it was really interesting. Bread is in the curse. Um, In Genesis chapter three, we see bread in the wilderness wanderings and there's bread in the tabernacle. Then there's bread in the temple. Then Jesus says he's the living bread. And then sadly, at the final wedding feast, it does not seem like there will be bread in heaven. And probably the biggest revelation I had was that I am needy and I need comfort in life. And bread, carbs, bring me a lot of comfort. It's my comfort food. Me too. Yeah. Interestingly enough, there there won't be bread in heaven, it doesn't look like. And I mm. made the connection because I won't need comforting. Mm. When God makes all things new, makes a new heaven, makes a new earth, there won't be any tears or pain or cancer or divorce or infertility. There won't be any brokenness. And so I won't need my beloved bread because I won't need comforting. Mm. So really my my blog series, I twice a week I publish a new blog post and it just walks you through the scriptures that have the word bread and some commentary that I feel like the spirit was teaching me while I was studying. That's amazing. And throughout the next four weeks when I'm doing this whole 30, every time I say no to bread, I'm going to remember mm-hmm. that in heaven, I will not need the comfort <laughs> because I will have Jesus. I'm serious. That was just really good what you just said that. I'm like, it's true. We won't need that. And so... Um, we can get, and that's a silly analogy that I'm using, but um, I love the thought of that because as humans, we can wrap our head around um, the need for food um, and especially carbs. So I love what you're doing and I'm going to put the, your blog address up on my webpage so everyone can find it. Um, love it so much. Thanks. Okay. Let's get to some questions. Okay. Bring it on. All right, Kat. What's something that you've watched or read lately that you can't stop recommending to people? 
hidden figures. Oh, what is this? Okay, this is a movie. It is. Oh, yes, it just came out. Yes, it's about three African American women who are mathematicians that were working for NASA and helped put the first man on the moon. It, uh, Aaron and I cried mm. so hard and we both left the movie theater and my sweet husband had like the quivering lip. He was like, that was oh. the best movie I've seen. I cannot recommend it enough. Absolutely fabulous. Oh my gosh. Well, I've seen a lot about it lately and some friends of ours did a screening here on Monday, Martin Luther King Day. And so it's something that I really, really want to go see as well. Yeah, you got to see it. Okay. Anything you're reading that you can't stop recommending? I know you're a reader. I do love to read. Okay, I just finished um, "Power of the uh, the Power of Others." Mm-hmm. I think I forget. It's by Doctor Cloud. It's okay. So you know how so many of the books we read about personal or professional development are about self actualization, self talk, right on yourself. This is about how other people in your life influence you. And if you are a Christ follower, I mean, you just see the gospel from beginning to end. How God influences us and changes our lives and then how critical it is to put people around us that are going to lift us up, bring us into authenticity. It's a great book. Mm, that sounds really good because it's the opposite sometimes of what we think. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. Okay, Kat, um, running businesses, multiple businesses, obviously, until you sell baby bow tie. Uh, so running lots of things, um, ministry, parenting, uh, wife, how do you recharge? So we do family Fridays and it's kind of like Sabbath. And, um, I do a lot of reading and writing. That's when I usually, I read a book over the weekend, start on Friday, and I usually end up blogging or writing. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it doesn't get published, but that's how I recharge. I read and I write. I love that. Do you do most of that on the weekends? You said I do. Yeah. During Caleb is still napping. Oh yes. Yeah. So nap times when we get a lot of that done. That's awesome. We don't have nap time around here anymore. It's sad. That's sad. Don't, it's very don't. sad. But I also, so it's sad, but also at this stage of life, I can take a nap whenever I want and they're fine. So there's that as well. <laughs> so I'll take that. Um, hey, Kat, if you had to look back and tell your 20 year old self something, what would you tell her? Well, that's kind of hard. Um, well, now with social media, I would just say that so much of it is smoke and mirrors. I mean, I don't want people mm. to become uh, cynical. I, I'm, I, that's, we got to find it, fight against that being cynical at the same time. I can't tell you how many people confide in either Aaron and I, and these are folks who have like the largest followings on social media, the largest platforms in Christendom, the like most successful businesses, it would seem. And the closer you get, you realize, yep, they're human. Mm-hmm. They have struggles. And mm-hmm. I think that so much that happens on social media, it's smoke and mirrors. I don't want to, again, I don't approach a picture and think, oh, I bet, I bet things suck for her. Right. She's posting something happy. On the flip side, I do think it's really healthy for us to look at a picture um, or a post and go, this is a whole person. And I am so excited to celebrate their wins, which are what go on social media for the most part. Mm-hmm. And so I accept this person and love them knowing that their life is not perfect. It's sometimes it's smoke and mirrors. I love that. And that is something that we can teach our kids right now because it's only going to get more smoke and mirrors. I think there's going to be more mm-hmm. Instagrams and more things that are going to happen yeah. um, over the years. Uh, Kat, what do you hope your legacy to be when you're gone? Jamie, that's a hard question. Mm. Um, I think truth and love. If I could find a way it, by God's grace and the power of the Holy Spirit 
to live a life where I am speaking truth in love and that people see that from my life, that it's truthful based on the word of God and also loving at the same time. I just want to learn more about that. And I hope, I hope that's my legacy. Mm. I think that's something that um, as believers, I think that is something that we can look at every day to strive for. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I think that can be hard because we want to lean on one more than the other. Um, you know, we all do that. And so I love that you said that uh, about truth and love, um, that people would say that about you. And as someone who knows you, I could say that about you right now. So you're, you're doing well. You're doing well. Thanks. Okay. You're a successful woman in lots of different areas. What actually equals success for you? Okay. So, um, for me, it would be absorbing God's love and giving it away. In every aspect of your life, that would, is that something you would measure up as a success? That's it. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, absolutely. It's with polish. It's not numbers. Our church, it's not numbers. It's not, it is literally have, when I look at a situation, I diagnose, am I able to absorb God's love in this moment? Because I'm convinced we are so tired. Uh, Christians are tired and worn out and burnt out because they are giving God's love away without absorbing it themselves. And, you know, the spirit of God says he's like a well in our soul, a life giving well that never runs dry. But we literally have to absorb him and his love to be able to keep giving it away. So that is how I define success. And that's how we define it for our leaders as well. Mm, I like that. Um, okay, Kat, what is a pet peeve that you have? You know what, right now, my pet peeve is I feel like uh, the older generation of women and the younger generation of women are missing each other. They both want relationship with each other. Um, and yet I feel like they're, it's almost like a husband wife relationship where they're talking they're but they're maybe talking over each other, maybe not communicating. So I've got a real pet peeve. I feel like youngers are real whiny about wanting to find a mentor. And I feel like the olders are a little resistant to give of themselves because they don't feel like they have anything to offer. So I know that's a big subject, but seriously, it is a pet peeve. That is a big subject. But I feel like, did we talk about this before on the show about finding a mentor? I can't remember if we did, or maybe we've talked about it off air. Yeah, um, but I feel like I've had this conversation with you before about people looking for a mentor, um, and there are people all around us that mm-hmm. are ready and willing to mentor and be mentored. Like they're just there. People are waiting and willing. Yep. And you just got to look for them. Is your church? Would you say it's a younger church, or do you have a mix? Oh, it's such a good mix. And okay, in that. fact, my church is teaching me so much about the willingness of mature women investing in youngers. It's truly the first church I've been a part of where I'm like, oh my goodness, they are so intentional about this. Mm. So really my pet peeve comes from outside my church. Yeah. Like you're seeing people actually doing this. And so then you're kind of feeling like we need to all start doing this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's good. I know that it's been um, a joy for me when I've been on both sides. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're right. Sometimes it is just a matter of someone being scared to ask and someone being un unequipped, you know, mm-hmm. um, which I think is a way that Satan uses to keep us from doing it. Yep. Uh, okay. 2017, we're in the beginning of the year. It's January. I don't know if you're a goal person or a word person, but what is a goal you have for yourself this year? Okay. So we really, it's about launching new polished chapters. That really is the goal. Okay. Do you have a number? Do you want to say it? Or is that, we would like to launch three new chapters or polished in 2017. That's okay. So I feel like everything personally, professionally, baby bow tie, all of it is gearing toward, like, I feel like 
um, it's like when you merge lanes on the Mm -hmm. freeway, we're trying to narrow it down to that one lane. My one lane this year is duplicating more chapters. So is the Houston one part of that number? Yes. Okay. So Houston and then two more. Yep. Do you, you, can you tell us where they might be going or is that classified information? No. Oh my goodness. In fact, I know I'd love to recruit your listeners to (laughs) chapters. It's quite the opposite. Um, you know, the, the areas of interest, most interest would be North Austin, Southeast Dallas, and then a secondary chapter in Houston. I mean, Houston's huge. Houston's huge. It's like a state over there. I mean, there's so many people there. We could have five chapters there. Yes, you totally could. What we're waiting on really is funding. So it takes $10,000 to launch a polished chapter, sustain it for a year until we become Mm self-sustainable. And so we have a generous supporter in Houston who's literally underwritten that chapter. That's why we're able to move so fast because finding the volunteers, the venue, the speakers, easy because people are so eager for us to come. Mm -hmm. So if we've got people in North Austin We've got people in Southeast Dallas. We've got people in Houston who know that their company wants to sponsor. That's that's really what we're missing. And then obviously, if we've got a volunteer who says, I want to spearhead this, I want to be your volunteer director in the city, that's really the first step as well. Okay. Well, I am excited for 2017 for three new chapters. Um, I have a lot of listeners in Texas. So if people are listening and they're thinking, hey, I want to be a part of this. I live in one of these areas. I'm going to have a link on my webpage jamieivy.com. Just go to the show notes for Cat Show, which is the happy half hour number 23. And we'll have a link there where you can actually get into the webpage and email them and tell them you're willing to serve and you want to help. Um, so we'll put that up there for you so people can find you. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, guys. Uh, thank you so much for being here and listening to the conversation with Kat and I today. Kat, thank you for coming back. It's always a joy to talk with you. And it's going to be even more fun because I get to see you in a couple of weeks here in Austin at the event that we're doing together. So tickets are on my webpage, jamieivy.com slash events. Look for tickets to that. Go check out stuff about Polish. If you're interested, we'll have the webpage up as well. Um, And guys, just thanks for listening. And I hope you have a great day. And Kat, I wanted to tell you this real quick so everyone can hear. Um, I was at an event that we were both at, Camp Well, which that registration's open now too, isn't it? Yeah, it's almost full. We could spend an hour talking about it. Um, It's the same thing um, that I talked about with a previous guest in December. Uh, But I heard you speak and I just want to tell you that you did a fabulous job and it was an honor to send your teaching. So I just want to tell you that publicly for everyone to hear. Jamie, I love you. I can't wait to hug your neck. You encourage and inspire literally hundreds of thousands of women around the world. And I'm just cheering you on. Oh, you're so sweet. This is the most fun job I've ever had in my entire life. So thanks for getting to come play at my work today. Um, Thanks (laughs) Thanks for being here to guys. And uh, the show will be back, a regular show um, next Wednesday. My guest is Cezanne Hendricks. And this interview is so fun because it's one of my first interviews with someone who is like, not like, she is a fashion blogger. Like the most unfashionistic person sitting over here, Jamie Ivey. Had so much fun chatting with her. So anyhow, I'll I'll see you guys next Wednesday for the regular happy hour. Kat, thank you. All right. Thanks, Jamie. Bye. Bye.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 